Saint Nicholas was a third century Christian bishop and was renowned for his charitable gift giving, like the time he tossed bags of gold through three women's windows so they wouldn't have to become prostitutes. In his memory through the next millennium, children received gifts the eve before the feast of Saint Nicholas. He finally arrived on the shores of America with the Dutch families that had migrated here, and it wasn't long before the American capitalist spirit latched onto that sucker for all it was worth. So next holiday season, when you're hopping onto Santa's lap at the shopping mall, tell him you're thinking of selling your body, and if it's the real Saint Nick, he might just give you a bag of gold. We watched A Miracle on 34th Street and Bad Santa. Ah, the French champagne. Champagne, champagne. <laughs> the schlocky movie from this week may be the schlockiest film we've ever seen on this podcast. <laughs> I'm Mr. Pink. Says mm-hmm. blue. So Miranda hasn't seen Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> Those men's children are all identical clones of Adolf Hitler. Once they were men. Now they are land crabs. Amanda Bynes is a national treasure. There's like a bunch of other shit that happens in Driven. Is there? Secret Nazis. Yeah. Secret Nazis. And Daddy lost his eagle. I hope no one from my family listens to this (laughs) podcast. The Citizen Gain of the Week is... I need a haircut and a beard trim. Anyways. Don't trim the beard. Or cut the hair. Weed just... makes you so vain. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should just uh, maybe just like trim your bang. I don't know, actually. You just trim your bangs. Just trim your bangs. Just that, that, shorten that, this. That one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, get a good. mullet. It looks good if it's like <laughs> quaffed off to the side. You're like peak Tobey Maguire Spider-Man know, 3 right now. I know. My sister Especially with said this I black... look like, uh, like uh, Kieran Culkin. You do also look like Kieran Culkin. Yeah. Kieran Culkin from Succession? Yeah. Like a little bit, I think. Oh, no. Quite a bit. I don't know. Um, speaking of Spider-Man, is anybody excited about the multiverse? Spider-Man? It's the only Marvel movie that I'm even tempted to go look at. Comes out in like a week. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to watch it. Okay. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll introduce this. Hey! God damn it! <laughs> no, no, you, okay, no, but you do it though. Like, please, okay, Dan, you have to do it this time because. Okay, ready? We did this last week. I know, week. and and it's it doesn't get any easier. I don't know how to greet people <laughs> from the start of it. So, so okay, ready? Is so, it like, is it the countdown that throws you off? It Would does it be easier throw if me. We just like organically. Do you want us to turn our backs? To like, I just like totally <laughs> turn your back. So you can't, don't look at me. I can only turn invisible when no one's looking at me. So okay, okay, ready. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, is that you can't just laugh at me again? No, it was good. It was good. Yeah, no, keep going. I was just uncomfortable. Shit. Um, okay, well, yeah, welcome. Uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Um, this is Citizen Kane versus. If it's your first time here, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is a podcast where we take a movie that's considered to be more of a classic, and we compare it against something that is schlocky, linked by some thematic or word in the title or actor something theme connection anything and then we just kind of talk about them and decide which one we think is actually better and that's the thing so that's that's the thing and uh if you enjoy this episode and you want to give us a like on whatever you're watching or review us or a comment or i don't know uh a boost boost us 
uh, on the infosphere. What, what just tell ha- your what friends. You... Honestly, like, just tell your friends. Yeah, just like in passing yeah. with a friend, be like, oh, listen to a, a podcast yeah. last night. It was like, it was, it was not like super great, but they, they sounded like, a, like good guys. So like, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Word of mouth. Add us on the metaverse. <laughs> yeah. You can find us in the multiverse. Yeah. We'll be waiting there for you in VR. How does the metaverse work? Does anyone know? I think they just collect your information more effectively now. But then what does it do for the consumer? Is it is it like a VR world? Is it like a matrix? That's what they're going that's what they want. They yeah. want to buy all IP up and just make a big like you know, a place where you can go to pretend your life isn't shit because So there'll be like anyways. malls there and stuff. Yeah. That you can spend real money on Yeah. Digital yeah, and you items. can go and like ride a T Rex from Jurassic Park and like like hang out with Winnie the Pooh. And is it VR or is it just in front that's of what your No, screen. it's real. They actually recreate <laughs> Okay. Thanks, John. Yeah. Nanobots. Right. Uh, and we have two more Christmas movies this week. Um, we So the theme this week worked out really well. It's great. As mall Santas. And it's beautiful. I know it's a lame thing to say, but I had a great time yeah. watching these movies this week. Yeah. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed both of them, I have to say. I was Spoilers. I was really ready to hate Miracle on 34th Street. I was, I was too. And I, I was and primed. Dang, if, uh, you know, poop to me, I say. I uh, yeah, poop to you, Sean. Yeah, Dan. Poop. Yeah. yeah. So to you. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, there's so here's some things. So, um, one. I, so fun facts. About oh, right. these I, I always forget that we do fun facts. Yeah, yeah right. we just like we, we thought it'd be a good idea, and then we never invest in it. But uh, something I noticed, um, the the like chief makeup artist. Um, I forget what their a title was in uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Mm-hmm. It was someone named Ben Nye. Hmm. And Ben Nye oh, yeah. is now one of the major like like show makeup or just makeup in general yeah. like brands that there is. Out brands? There. Yeah. yeah. Like Ben Nye ben is Nye a makeup, makeup brand. Yeah. That was the, our, our kits we got at George Brown were all Ben Nye stuff. And the key makeup artist on 34th Street and okay. was yeah. Ben Nye. So it must Interesting. Be. I yeah. just never thought it was like a real person. Oh, there you go. So I was that like, would be a pretty Fun weird fact. name to just come up with for yeah. a brand name. Yep. It would. Yeah. Ben, ben Nye. Ben Nye. But it also just sounds like Ben like, Nye the makeup guy. Well, yeah. yeah. Ben, 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 Ben. You were gonna. I was gonna do that. Okay. Oh. No. <laughs> um, also, does anyone know? It did. So, did Macy's pay for all of this movie, or like, <laughs> did anyone know. check that? Because it's I, a Macy's ad, right? I didn't. I, I did see that the the like. I think M H Macy is what they keep calling the 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 head Macy guy, and he died in like the eighteen eighties, and the Macy's family actually sold their department store in like the 1890s or something like that oh so, oh, so there is no mr macy yeah there's no mr macy at okay. the time that this film was made interesting yeah i would i'd i would be surprised if macy's funded this movie because they don't exactly paint macy's in a positive light it isn't yeah. really a macy's ad no except for everyone saying the word macy totally yeah yeah and but being, all, the, all the backdoor conversations make macy's look like a shitty corporation but it's like I don't know. It's like they do. It's like Macy's is a whole character in the movie. Like Macy's, totally. the store gets to have an arc where it goes from being um, materialistic or whatever to being 
uh, about embracing the spirit of Christmas. But but they say very clearly they're not embracing the spirit of Christmas. They're doing it for more profit. So their arc is just finding a, b- a better way to make money off of consumers. Yeah, but using the spirit of Christmas, like it's a it's a win win. It's like it's like using Christmas to achieve the American dream. Yeah, I guess I think I think the operative word there is using Christmas <laughs> and using Chris Kringle in particular too. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Uh, a fun fact, uh, also 34th Street, is uh, the studio didn't want to release it as a Christmas film because movie sales were better in the summer. So it was released in June, and the Santa angle was kind of withheld in the marketing. It was focused mainly on the, the, the romantic couple. Oh. And the then, romantic couple? That was the marketing focus. <laughs> That's yeah. like 0% of the story. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, it's like, it's also like aromantic. Yeah. Like it's, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> suddenly he comes up and he gives her a kiss on the cheek and you're like, oh, I guess you're together now. Yeah. Because <laughs> you've been around enough? He's courting yeah. her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And apparently I just got read a thing here that said the studio didn't get consent of Macy's and Gimbel's until after filming had concluded. So no, they just really, Ooh. they just really loved like... They really loved Macy's, I guess. Well, that's good. I mean, Macy's is a villain in the movie. I don't know if they love Macy's. Macy's is a bad guy in the film. The guy who works for Macy's is the reason why Santa is on trial. The reason why Santa is revered by Mr. Macy's because they're money-hungry suits. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually surprised that Macy's gave their consent after the movie was filmed. It was I a mean, different time. I guess so. They're yeah. like, we'll be in a movie. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> what they did in the remake. Picture, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what they did in the remake. Hasn't there been like three remakes of this? Isn't there a I TV movie version from sure. like the 50s? Yeah, with the... Uh, no, Matilda was in the... Matilda's 90s, in the 94 90s. theatrical Correct. remake. Correct. They did They did like a gritty reboot. They did like a, like a like 45 a minute... Like yeah. a noir version, yeah. <laughs> so you're a Santa, eh? That's what they say. Who's talking? I'm waiting for the all CGI 2022 reboot. Mm. Right. Yeah. Where yeah. they just like deep fake. Where Dasher uh, Donner Orson dancer and, as and Santa Claus and, and Dasher Donner uh, oh. dancer and Blitzen break in at the end to rescue Santa and just shoot up the court and uh, and get him out of there with a helicopter. That sounds fucking great. And again, this I feel like this came up recently. This is what I'm waiting for them to do with CGI. Yeah. Like the fact that CGI exists and they keep not making movies like that is an is a it keeps bothering <laughs> this me. is a problem when they use cgi to recreate someone they're like they used they used someone it's it's they're an old person now but we made them look younger i'm like please stop wasting yeah. this technology yeah, yeah give us crime fighting reindeer give us like please please and just call it crime fighting reindeer <laughs> i would watch the fuck out of that movie yes yeah. please yeah. it would be on this podcast it would be yeah, yeah. I would start my own podcast about that movie. Sure. And just do weekly episodes about it. <laughs> like, so we watched it again. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here's what we learned this week. So uh, let's let's get into it soon. So first, uh, in case you're not familiar with these movies, let's get a quick rundown with some uh, thematically uh, connected in, uh, summaries of the movies. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Citizen Kane Versus is proud to welcome you to Mall Santa Mayhem 2021. 
Introducing first, in the red corner, a jolly, old, and potentially senile man who is determined to prove to a Macy's employee and her daughter that he is the real-life Santa. Coming in at 96 minutes, starring Edmund Gwen and Maureen O'Hara, Miracle on 34th Street. And in the blue corner, a tag team of an alcoholic degenerate and a dwarf criminal mastermind who pose as a Santa and elf duo in malls across the country in order to case the joints and rob them blind. Coming in at 92 minutes, starring Billy Bob Thornton, Bad Santa! Thank you, announcer Dan. Just, just killing it as always. No problem. So let's jump into our first category, uh, which is ready, Dan. Yep. Uh, round one story. Good. Fight. So. Ding ding ding. Um, much like we kind of started already, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street is a movie that I've heard about. I've seen. It's like. It's like box art for a VH- VHS. Yeah, I like VHS. A VHS. But a VHS. I saw his box art for a VHS <laughs> all the time growing up as a kid. Uh, and even then, I was just like, nah. Something about it just looked like yeah. it looked kind of lame. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know as a boy, it was a, I was like, oh, that's a story about a girl. I don't care about that one. <laughs> and not much has changed, right, Sean? Yeah, I don't like girls. <laughs> yeah, I don't like girls either, man. <laughs> So, um, yeah, but I, I was, like, familiar with it. Like, I'd heard the title, like, a billion, billion times. Um, but I'd never seen it. Never seen it. And now that I've seen it, I'm like, oh, actually, I actually knew nothing about this movie. I'm I'm confused as I, as I ponder this movie now, as I reflect on it. I'm confused as to why it is called The Miracle on 34th Street. No miracle. I guess the miracle is the post office thing. Like, no miracle really takes place. I mean, the uh, Santa is proven to be real. Isn't that a miracle? But is he proven to be real? In, in under the eyes of the law of the land. Which is the only way to prove things. Yeah. I guess. Is in court. <laughs> yeah. There, uh, there is now a, uh, a precedent that because, Santa Claus... Because the post office said so. Because, yes, because the, the executive branch, I guess the post office is part of the executive branch, I think. I guess so. Yeah, because it says that Santa is real and it's that dude. Therefore, the judicial, uh, unless it wants to over, like, cause a, uh, a big kerfuffle, like a constitutional uh, problem, mm-hmm. just uh, sides with the executive branch. And it was actually because that, the the branch just wanted to or that post office like the local post office yeah it's just one guy well he just wanted to get rid of the access oh, the mail mail right okay yeah. so it was a matter of convenience not of, yeah. of faith that's that's about how the government comes to decisions about things usually is one guy's like man it would be so much easier if we just pretended this was real great yeah 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 and like let's me. let's dump all this excess waste yeah somewhere on someone else yeah yeah, yeah. it's that too that's a yeah. big part of of yeah. governance. I thought there was a, a funny line. This movie also had a funny feeling about like politics. It also seemed like it was trying to take a jab at like the government. Yeah. There was that line where it was like, he's crazy. Like like one of those painters or composers or those people in Washington. Ha-cha-cha-cha. A ha-cha-cha. I think I missed that one. I think Mr. Smith Goes to Washington came out maybe like around this, I think. Like 46, 47. I don't, we haven't watched Something it like yet. That. We, we haven't watched it, it yet. It. So uh, it would be a hot 
uh, Hollywood topic, you know? Ooh. Ha <laughs> Yeah. But I thought it was a nice little jab. Okay, so I want to talk about how the real Chris Kringle, yeah. uh, who I'm assuming actually lives in the North Pole, like the, the conceit is that all those things yeah. are true. Yeah. How does he end up living in a an old folks home or a mental institution to begin with? He was doing he was doing uh, uh, research. Is that what they say? Yeah, he says he he was coming out because because uh, you know Christmas spirit was at an all time low, and he wanted to find out what was going on. When did he say that? Beginning of the film. What? Like to scene who? three or four. Uh, I forget. He does say that at some point. Yeah. What? That, that was his reason for not being in the North Pole. Yeah. I no, but but his his fucking employment card says that he came he came from the old folks' home or the it was a is a mental institution Breachview or Beach Bellevue Bellevue, Bellevue. for the old <laughs> age or the mental fucking something. I thought it said he came from the North Pole. No. Oh, well, said he no. said he said that he lived there or something but he was from the north pole i think no didn't say that either north pole was on there yeah. fucking 100 percent. it wasn't it was i i, I I'm will look, i'm gonna I'll, look it up i'll put money on this yeah it said it said chris kringle uh from bellevue uh house for the mentally ill or house for the mm-hmm. old age or something and then north pole. and then it no and then it said age um Oh, as, I, as old as my tongue, but not but as a, old as my teeth, but a little, but not as old as my teeth or a little older than my teeth. Yeah. And then it said next of kin. And then it named the reindeer. There is no North Pole on it. I, I paused swear, it on the screen. I swear to God, North Pole was on there. Well, God's not real. Okay. Address Brooks Memorial Home for the Aged, 126 Maplewood Drive, Great Neck, Long, uh, Long Island, date of birth, as old as my tongue and a little bit older than my teeth. Place North Pole. What? Right. Place Place North Pole next to Ken, <laughs> Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comic, Cupid, Donner, Listen. Uh, place of birth, I would assume. Okay, fine. So yeah. place, okay. So even still. My, my, yeah, my so he was, just, yeah. he was just staying at the home while he was doing his research. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I missed a pivotal line in the movie that <laughs> left me fucking scratching my head for 90 minutes. Uh-huh. Pay more attention. Dude, I tried. <laughs> okay, I actually so, did. I, so I there's, was... a, there's a key story thing that I'd, I'd actually like to bring up. Besides the one that I, the, the major plot hole that I just found? Yeah, the thing that, yeah, because like, whatever, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this movie, uh, this movie is the movie K-Pax. Remind me of K-Pax? Oh, that's Kevin, Kevin Spacey, Spacey right? is a is a like um, uh, mentally and touched it, alien or it, something. It, is he? It's it, it's the movie. Is he an alien? Right. Or and and so special. Or or is he mentally ill? Right. That's does it, the movie. Does he go on trial? Uh, it like gets close to that. Like it's a it's like serious. And he for likes sure. bananas or something. He likes bananas. Yeah. But it's, it's the, but it's like the exact same movie. Like the premise. Yeah. Like. Someone grew up watching this movie, and they were like, "What if that movie, but it's about an alien?" Like they are, <laughs> they are the same premise entirely. So someone was simultaneously as the '94 remake was being made, was also doing their own rework of it, and then the '94 one was greenlit, and he was like, "Fuck, okay, I'll make it an alien, and he likes bananas, and I'll and I'll get some actor who has like space in his last name, yeah, who who couldn't possibly have any like skeletons in his closet, no, yeah. no, no, someone who will be timeless forever." <laughs> But it, and it ends in the same ambiguous way where it's like, wait, is he really Santa or isn't he? And the same thing happens into the K-Pax spoilers where it's like, so maybe what he's saying was true 
or maybe he is just a, he's a fucking man Santa. Who, who developed a delusion. He's fucking Santa, though. It's the same Santa's movie. real, but Santa's real. I want to I wanna repair wait. this movie at some point. Fucking 34th Street versus K-Pax. Was it, was it supposed to be ambiguous at the end of this movie? I think a million percent. What? Really? It wasn't ambiguous. He's Santa. Yeah, I thought he was supposed to very clearly be Santa Claus. He's Santa. Oh, I know. I think it's... I think it's like he leaves the cane. The cane is in the house. He's Santa. Otherwise, everyone just did like an old senile man a really nice favor. Yeah, yeah. What what is the cane proof? That he was in the house. It was his cane. Yeah, yeah. And he's Santa. It How was could right he get by, out there? It was right by the chimney. Yeah, he came down the chimney for some reason and left his cane. Because he's fucking Santa. Right. Exactly. Yeah, but but he like hobbled down the <laughs> chimney with his cane. <laughs> but sorry, but you guys are acting like. <laughs> But, no, okay, but you're acting like there's no, there's no way that there's he, no subtlety to the end of this yeah, movie. No, no, but you're acting as though there's no like pedestrian way he could have done those things. No, but there is. There is. He could have but, just gone to that. He could have found that house and left. So you're saying because okay, so the night before when he was like, oh, I can't do anything tonight. I've got to go back to the North Pole and, and get Christmas. You're saying he instead boarded like a Greyhound to the suburbs of New York, went into this house, left the cane. And then just like gave them the directions to it the next day. I mean, that is technically a thing that a regular person can do. Yeah, but he's Santa, so he didn't do that. He went to the North Pole and he flew around the fucking world. <laughs> like it wants you to believe that he's Santa, but it is being ambiguous, right? Because it, it, he never actually does anything. This movie doesn't do the shot where he he tips his hat and then rides away in his sure. sleigh at the end, right? Yeah, no, but that's that's good. I think so. It's ambiguous. It's not ambiguous. No, they, they lean that amount towards of, that Santa. amount of effort is more than that. Chris Kringle is is gonna do just to just to prove to that girl that he's Santa. I, I, I heartily disagree. He's yeah. he he thoroughly believes that he's Santa. Yeah. No, he's fucking he's, Santa. Because he's Santa. He was born in the North Pole. The whole shot at the end is so that we see that the people who are defending him, just out of the goodness of their heart, learn that he was in fact actually Santa. But how does it prove that he's Santa? Because the cane was next to the chimney yeah. jack. That's that is when you're writing the script, you put that cane there to be like he's Santa. But, Wink. But, but a but a person can just leave a cane places. No, but like, but a person's not going to do that. He's either Santa or he's a burglar. Yeah, it's so. True. I, but, so he burgles empty houses. <laughs> so what you just described word, is ambiguity. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so it finishes it off pretty ambiguous. And oh my god. <laughs> But like it's funny though, K Pax does the same thing where it, right. it leans toward the alien thing, right? Right. The whole movie is saying he is what he's telling is true. It's true. It's true. And then at the end, the alien kind of spirit leaves him, and he's just a guy again. Hmm. The but alien spirit leaves him, so he's been possessed by an alien. That's kind of what it seems like. At the okay. End. Um, that that's the, that sounds like someone who's just wait, mentally ill. We'll have to wait for K Pax too. Right. K Pax. <laughs> uh, Escape from Pirate Cove. <laughs> Um, Hopefully, it, still played by Kevin Spacey. Oh, it has to. It'll be his comeback. He's making a comeback. He's in a movie like yeah. this year, I think. Oh yeah, and he plays a he plays a detective in charge of disproving his friend's uh, uh, sexual assault allegations. Oh no! Yeah, really? It's, it's yeah. Oh, that's it's rough. That's bad. It's rough. <laughs> oh, oh. We live in this timeline. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I, I, uh, a beautiful moment when the lawyer, uh, the son comes up and he's like, I believe in Santa Claus and that's Santa. And then he has, and the lawyer has to either like 
say Santa isn't real in front of his in his child's son or or just like let the case go out of his hands. Well, what I love is that his wife stands yeah. there and forces him to say it before yeah. she yeah. leaves. Like I'm going to sit here and actively ruin your career. Yep. It's beautiful. It was it was, it was, it was pretty funny. I actually made a note of how much I enjoyed in this movie about like Christmas spirit mm-hmm. is just shots of people like like crushing their own spirits. Yeah. In order to like go along with this man's delusion, mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's just a whole like part of this movie that they're like the antagonists, quote unquote, who are just like, no, but <laughs> he's not Santa though, right, guys? Yeah. And then like there's just a yeah. shot of them like swallowing <laughs> their sanity and being like, thanks, Santa. Yep. And and the whole du- the 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 real duplicitousness of the judge going into the back room with the cigar chomping bad guy. <laughs> yeah. But who is like, you're going to say he's Santa because it's easier for you. Yeah, picture the unions, huh? Yeah. Less <laughs> toys being made because now Santa isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird part of the movie. The only people who are going to vote for you are you and that attorney general out there. But that judge is so sad. He's so sad. He's so sad the whole time. And there's like, that's just like a big part of this movie that I found thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, yeah it was all the characters were really uh, fleshed out uh, throughout the story. It was fantastic. Yeah. Meanwhile, in uh, El Bad Santos. Yeah, there's another movie. There's another movie. Yeah. With another, I think, equally fundamental flaw. Is okay. he Santa? Is he Santa? He <laughs> didn't have a cane. It's, I don't know. It was very ambiguous. Pretty, pretty ambiguous. Does Santa bleed red blood? Or is it candy cane? Juice? He survived eight Ooh. bullet holes. Or is it yummy cummy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, inside jokes on podcasts uh, really work well. Yeah, that works well, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> it's funnier if you don't call attention to it also. Okay. Is it? I, mean, I don't uh, think it is. It's much funnier for me when I listen back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an inside joke. <laughs> no, but my fundamental issue with this movie is there is no way that that guy is staying employed long enough to carry out these heists, right? I'm, it, I it, know, it, it does seem a bit flawed. It's one of those things where, like, he's they do say in the movie, like, uh, his his elf friend. I forget the character's name. Uh, it was Marcus. Marcus. M- Marcus, like says uh you've been getting worse every year Mm -hmm. so we get that like this is this movie is us seeing him at his worst right that he's been like sure like the movie before like the past whatever that's fine but every time that we see him in the last mall they're working in it's it's he is i think he's drunk every single time he's pissing himself he's drinking openly like there's no way that every parent in that lineup is not going to complain and he's not fired that day yeah essentially Yeah. yeah It it is a bit tough to believe. I agree, but I don't know. Phoenix, like I think that's just a thing that is everywhere, isn't it? Just people pissing themselves. What else is there to do do in Phoenix? At, at least they do a know. couple things to cover it by like making it clear that they're doing it for almost nothing. Mm. So it's like they're they're a borderline free Santa hookup right. that comes with an elf, and that's awesome. And then. Uh, and then Bernie Mac covers for him, right, and says he's totally clean, you know. Until they murder him. Until they murder Bernie Mac. They murdered yeah. Bernie Mac. That was out of left field a little bit, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's that's where the movie jumped the sh- rolled the van over Bernie Mac's head. Yeah, in mm. in my opinion, which is what we should use to say jump the shark. <laughs> yeah, from, from now on, ah, this this uh, that's when Sesame Street really rolled the van over <laughs> Bernie Mac's head. Which it you know which as we know happened yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's a hard premise to. It, it does. It is a big flaw, right? Like we need to see him like, like showing face or something a for the bit. people that come. Like we need to see the managers come by and him like be a decent Santa and then like go back to. Yeah, I I agree. I did like that Marcus the elf was like really committed to the craft and like was yeah. like knew that the only way that the gig worked is that if he had to be like a good elf for yeah. those like yeah. few weeks at the mall mm-hmm. and like you can get a picture for your family like that he's like doing the whole thing so i think the main question i take away from bad santa is if you have a fetish for having sex with men in santa suits is it so rare that billy bob thornton is like you're just gonna throw yourself at him is is that something you get so rarely that in phoenix arizona i i and he's maybe like hot as Santa. I was go. just thinking that most most I Santas. I mean, I am working for a Christmas event right now. Yeah, and all but one of the Santas that I've worked with in the past two years have been overweight and old. Right. So scrawny, like mal malnourished Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Okay. Who's probably charming when he's liquored up a little bit. He has that. Sure. That's he has that I don't give a fuck mystery about him. Yeah. Mm. I guess I guess he is the going. sexiest of the mall Santas. Yeah. Okay. And I mean that woman clearly has some kind of I weird daddy that issues. Says that. <laughs> sexiest mall Santa. Sexiest of the mall Santas. Of the mall Santas. Fair enough. That's good. Yeah. I would That's appreciate that. All right. Well, thank you for concluding that for me. The, You're welcome. Yeah. This this movie is is a bit of a delight, but the story almost goes nowhere, and like. Is, yeah. is pretty weird. His character growth is accepting he should live. It, it's, it goes <laughs> it from... It happens in like the last yeah, seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> As he's being shot to death by the, by the cops. <laughs> no, no. The turning point comes slightly before that when he decides to defend the little fat kid. Sure, yeah. Instead of killing himself, he goes and beats up some... Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he, yeah, and he says... I mean, it is, yeah, it is a, it is a <laughs> subtle true. arc, but yeah. I, think it, I think it's... But again, it, it is one notch. It is from... I don't deserve to live. I'm I'm worthless, and I might as well drink myself to death. To, for an hour and fifteen minutes. For, yeah. To, I guess I'll stay here because this little shit needs my help. But okay, but isn't it better that than him making a full recovery? Sure, I don't want him jumping no. around being like a, a lifetime mall Santa and like being a really good one. Right. Yeah, I guess I don't know. It it wasn't enough. I I it wasn't enough. I didn't write it, man. I don't, get your finger out of my it face. It wasn't shot. enough of a turnaround? <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what? where would you have liked to see him end up? Um, you get to rewrite the end of this movie. I get to rewrite the end of this movie. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just... None of the relationships were, like, solid enough for me to believe that she's just going to, like, move in with this kid at the end and take care of him. I... I I, th- I, I can I, argue that one because she it's very clear that she has a low income and she says she only rents stuff as well so she's just as eager to move into a mansion right but is she gonna does 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 a woman who lives on her own and uh, and runs a bar uh, ostensibly uh, does does she want to move in with a third grade kid with crippling self-esteem issues and no <laughs> social awareness and the drugged up grandma that comes with the house? <laughs> If it's free, maybe. It's actually like the jacuzzi. The jacuzzi, that's true. Okay. It's a nice, I forgot nice there perk. was a jacuzzi. I mean, the movie does kind of end this way, but he's like still in the hospital. But it, like, I'm kind of surprised it didn't go as far as like 
he gets away with it, but Marcus gets caught right. after turning on him. Yeah. Mm. And then he uses the money to just like be a little bit better and like look after the kid and the gram like the grandma like but a, see, a little bit. Like not but not like in a loving way, but just as like a well, yeah, like I'm not gonna just like leave you to fucking die. Yeah. To He's me, like, I'm not gonna stop drinking. To me, that's that's actually too much of a turnaround, and I think that it's a little too predictable. I like the fact that it that it ended with him with, with him just like I don't know deciding to like surviving was enough for another day. You know what I mean? Like the, right. like there wasn't it wasn't about watching him grow into a new person. Sure, it was about watching him survive his fucking shitty That's lifestyle I, i'm not saying i want him to grow into a new person it's just like we watch him like at the end of the movie is him like tolerating the existence that he's found in this house sure sure <laughs> yeah that he's stolen his way into yeah. Yeah. yeah he also would be going to jail for decades not it, it, like sure he gave them a letter that led them to solving this robbery but like for all the other robberies he's he's going to jail for a long time. <laughs> but he did say that that because they shot him so many times right shooting an unarmed santa i did yeah. like that line that was good. <laughs> his worst than... <laughs> it was like... rodney king <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a line <laughs> so yeah so i don't know i, th- I thought i thought it was a pretty fun like ending i thought it was fairly satisfying yep the final shot I thought was brilliant, closing on the kid wiping his Scrubbing blood off the, the blood. front porch. Mm. The, the romantic also thing I didn't fully buy. It's a bit forced. She's like, I. She just says like, I yeah. like you. Yeah. And it's like, but why? Well, because she clearly has some weird, deep-rooted daddy issues. Yeah, I mean, oh. having spent a lot of time in the bar scene, I oh, can tell God. you. Oh dear. Tell, not... Actually, tell me a lot. Tell me. Tell me something right now. I'm just saying it's not that far fetched. I don't have a I don't have a story in my back pocket to use yeah. it as as an example, but okay. Well, mind you, mind you, bring that up. I'm just saying it rings true. It's it's a. Did someone say ring? Hello. Like a. Anyway, here's a here's an ad break. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back. Uh, another lovely ad break. We, we made a scent, maybe. 
Maybe. Maybe a cent. How does that. that? How does that work? Do we make a cent we're for not, every? Like not, it, okay, um, like yeah. not even. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're not. We're not in this for the money, folks. We're in it for the lols. Um, the lols and the pups and like the fame. Yeah. I'm in it for the fame mm. mainly. Uh, so. <laughs> We're tired. <laughs> Dan is nodding into a microphone. Uh, so let's jump into our second act, which is also our most Spanish uh, round. Producciones. Uh. Bueno. Ding, dang, dong. <laughs> We're never going to never gonna reach fame at this rate. I don't know. I feel like I feel like you got to stand out if you want to be seen. You know, sure. I yeah. think that's what they say about fame, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, the production, the production. Well, well, the production. Let's, let's start with Bad Santa this time. Sure. Uh, seamless execution of music with cinema action. <laughs> uh, I give it, I give it five thumbs up. Dang. Wow. I, I, I really appreciated how they wove the music into what was going on with the, the scenes. I thought it was, uh, I, thought it was very well done it certainly wasn't like original or anything but it was it was flawlessly executed it did have a good and well-timed score one thing i do want to commend that movie for more than anything is the edit the mm-hmm. editor yeah i noticed that too actually there was some slick yeah fucking editing in that movie and like funny little cuts yeah and and, and holding a scene too long yeah, yeah. For, uh, just, just on like people going like <laughs> Bernie Mac and the and the man and like the supervisor or whatever those scenes always just doing like three cuts yeah, back to much. them yeah. like too far. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Yep. that's that's definitely true. It was really good. I'd even I'd even say that like Billy Bob's swearing was like part of the score. Like the swearing mm-hmm. was like part of the music of this piece. Yeah, mm. this was one of like the most cussingest movies. You know what? I think it might have I've... at one point held the record. Oh, is it true? I think. Uh, oh, look it, it up. That'd might, be a fun yeah, fact. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought the look of Billy Bob Thornton was actually like true art. <laughs> like truly, like it's one of those things where like if you just looked at this person in any scene, you're like, yep. Like he never wavers from executing the like the physical look of this character. Yeah, part of me, I mean, maybe this is a testament to to his acting, but I wondered through the whole film how far away this character was from the real <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I truly don't know. I don't know what he's like. Yeah. Is he is he known for being a I have, I have no idea. It just seems like such a comfortable role for him. He seemed comfy. He did seem comfy. He's Com- not method, comfy. is he? He he might be. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what that would mean for this particular role. Like, yeah. was he getting drunk on set? Like some people have done. He that. is a bit oh, of a sleep. You've seen his Q interview, have you? Right. Oh, that's the Q. one where he blows up on him for talking about his band or something, or the yeah. other way around in, talking in, about I his really, band. In the, in the Gion years on Q, he had Billy Bob Thornton on, and he's got a, his own band. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and he comes off as more of the asshole with Gion in the room. Mm. So you're like, mm. he, yeah, Gian asks him about his movie career and he, he's very much is like, I'm here to talk about my music. And he gets really like pissed off that he even brings up that he has a film career. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's very weird. I mean, he seems like a pretty odd dude. 
Yeah, I heard uh, a while back that him and Angelina Jolie used to wear vials of each other's blood around their necks. Correct, yeah. Yeah. Just very I mean, eccentric. Sweet. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I don't. Like, who needs a lock of hair when you have a vial of blood? I wouldn't want a lock of hair either. Like a okay. couple of bone shavings. So Bad Santa <laughs> is 95th on the list of uh, swearingest films with 173 can i uh, fox this is just fox okay 173 fox over 91 minutes uh the bad santa 2 is slightly ahead of it and then these, don't, don't don't tell me number one i want to guess can you're i never gonna guess this can oh really is it obscure yes oh okay it I, seems like a movie specifically made to get this record is it just like the fucking is it the south park come slut or whatever like, what is it <laughs> it's called swear net the movie apparently it's a toronto-based film oh uh, was just made essentially to get we the should get that on the podcast yeah. please write down swearnet sure uh what is there anything what's what's the movie we would recognize as being the highest up there uh probably the third one there's, tarantino is it a tarantino there's movie? the documentary fuck that is second oh my god um <laughs> and uh, the third one is is a is a scorsese film which one like the departed or something? oh goodfellas no oh uh oh maybe the departed actually no a Scorsese film? The Irishman. The, no. The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Uncut Gems, weirdly, at four, which I don't remember as being a very swear-filled film, but I guess that's perhaps. Oh, I think it, I think, Because yeah, it, it had more going on than just the swearing. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Okay. Um, I, th- I thought the casting, the little kid was great. I thought the, uh, anyone, anyone who wasn't a main person in this movie was terrible. Like the bully kids. I think we're skipping a category there, bud. Yeah, no, but I'm talking about like casting in terms of oh, yeah. production. Okay. I, I right. gotta talk about that, right? You're right. Um, um, okay, go ahead. No, were you finished your thoughts? I was finished, yeah. Okay. Um, I guess a negative point I have about Bad Santa was it felt like the director was trying to be a little filmmakery with the movie. You know what I mean? Like, Explain. Like the shot of the cigarette, yeah. Being pulled. Just, just some of the some of the choices felt very art house to me, yeah. And it confused me as to what kind of like what the genre of film I was supposed to be watching was. Um, and some of it just didn't totally fit. I thought I thought that overall the cinematography was was fitting of the film, and then there's a couple of choice shots throughout that felt very almost too dramatic, right. The opening one, for example, I thought the idea of setting him up as, you know, the lone drinker in the bar was nice, but like the, like the orchestral music playing yeah. underneath his solemn walk outside to like throw up silently. I loved it. It just, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate it. Yeah. It just felt too. He was trying, he was once, trying to do once more. Once you see the rest of the movie and then think back to it, it is a bit funny. He, he's trying to do more than just point a camera at the worst people to live. Which, which right? I which I appreciate. Yeah. I'm I'm always in favor of a fancy shot. Yeah. But it was the whole package just felt totally like he was, like he was he was taking himself a little too seriously. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I think that was part of the fun of it is that it was. This movie was surprisingly like well made. Yeah, mm-hmm. incredibly well made. Yeah, which I didn't expect. Like, I was expecting it to be more... I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking it was going to be. There's a lot of uh, goo 
a lot of sputum. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of sputum. A lot of a lot of gooey snot stuff. Yeah, a lot of puke, a lot of piss. Piss. A lot of piss. The fluids. A lot of fluids. Yeah, and eating sounds. A lot of eating sounds. A lot of eating sounds. <laughs> Smacking. Uh, smoking. Smoking. People oh, eating eat, oranges I'll in a weird oranges, way. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen somebody eat an orange like that. Well, he, he was clearly directed to be as disgusting as possible. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't even really eating the orange. No, no he was, he like, was, he was like, like sucking it dry. Yeah. Oh, dear. Which goes. To, uh, it's foreshadowing. It shows that he's going to, you know, uh, take these two and he's going to suck them dry and then and then just throw them out. You know. See, way too art housey. <laughs> yeah. Although you know what though, I mean, kind of circling back to a, a comment you just made about not knowing what the movie was going to be. I think maybe that's why that had a negative impression on me. The the fancy shots. That sounds the so fancy the fancy shots. shots. You are a yeah. film student, sir. I know. I know. As soon as it left my mouth, I was like, <laughs> that was wrong. Um, but you know what I mean? I th- and I think it's because I had a certain idea of what the movie was going to be or, or should be. Right. So when I was faced with this kind of, you know, elevated version yeah. of this story okay. fancy shot fancy the fan- a fancy version he did more than just stick a camera on it billy bob thornton How, why why is it that that when impersonating a stupid person they automatically are from the south do you- it's uh centuries of classism and like just like raw test scores. <laughs> I think my dog needs water. Oh yeah, yeah. I can hear the the whining sounds from here. Maybe you can too. If you hear the whining sounds of Daniel's dog, send, send your box tops. Thirty box tops <laughs> and a check made out to cash for as much money as you want to give away, and Santa Claus will give you hope. Plant 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 your seed. Yeah. Today, this is a, this seed will come back tenfold. Yeah. We should just start a church. I think we should start a church. We should start a church. My family would love that. Ooh. But like this one of those ones where they send us money, like the seed money. Yeah, a church. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> holy seeds. Um, um, so speaking of holy seeds, mm-hmm. Miracle on 34th Street. Ooh, what a seed. Um, they had lovely uh, uh, shots in this movie that I'll never forget. Really? Uh, shots yeah. like drunk Santa being stripped by clowns. yep one of my favorite things to have happened in all the movies we've watched just in public just Just in broad daylight on a on a float and like not they're not like these are just people hired to be clowns at at, by the floats and she's like come on strip about it get out of those clothes yeah and just two random clouds are like well i guess we better do what she says like and just fucking tacitly go and start stripping this man yep in the open it's fantastic and then like fade to black and i was like yeah okay i love that sequence because she's clearly organizing like 500 people at least if not a thousand people for this parade all on her own and she's like she's really stressed out and this asshole santa decides to come up and be like excuse me ma'am it's a disgrace what you're doing right now yeah Yeah. that was so much (laughs) but i also want to just point out that she is clearly frazzled yeah but the shot where we first beat her she is i said meet okay did it did I, sound like beat. Did it, yeah. it beat. I think I might have like <laughs> had a small her? burp in there. <laughs> when we first beat her. <laughs> no, the, the scene where we first beat this woman is when is she, she's surrounded by people. Yeah. 
And so the idea is that we're supposed to get the sense that she is is panicked and stressed about the organization right, yeah. of this thing. But she's the only person freaking out in the shot. She's There's like six or seven people around her yeah. who are just standing very calmly They're waiting lifers, for an assignment. Yeah. And she is the one being like... You go there. You're supposed you to be on fifth. There. Yeah, and, and, and like, they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. there's no, there's no sense of chaos around her. She is just freaking out, which yeah. I love. They, uh, they filmed all the Macy's Parade stuff uh, on location at the 1946 Macy's Parade, which was apparently in Damn. like, like sub 30 degree, negative 30 degree weather. Um, so it was, so it was really cold, and they only they only had one shot to get their uh, the like little dialogue bits with the parade happening behind it. So oh, they wow. all had to be like on it. Yeah, Dang. that's tough. Yeah, okay, because it didn't like when they're sitting in the window. You mean? Uh, no, there are no, a few scenes down on the that's street. That's not that's a green screen. Yeah, that's like, a, like their like version of a green yeah. screen. Yeah, yeah, that's Just like a projected, projected behind them. But you mean like the other stuff, right? Yeah. Damn, mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of hardcore. Yeah, yeah, right kind of like gorilla but i kind of love that though being like we got today for like this we have this brief period to get these takes Mm -hmm. so like let's prepare and execute that i find that kind of hardcore yeah yeah huge props huge props um what do we think about uh uh uh, the design of santa in this movie or not santa it's a big classic the it is it is what all santas drive themselves from henceforth you know Mm. How how Santas hold themselves? What hmm. what year did Coca Cola release the design for what we now know as Santa Claus? Nineteen forty two. So just a couple of years. I'm before. lying to you. Oh, are you? Yeah, you bitch. Yeah, I have no idea. Probably okay. sooner than that. It yeah, probably would have had to have been before. Years. It would have had. No, I think I think, I think been, earlier than the. Yeah, place. it would have been before yeah. this movie. It mm. would have had to have been because isn't isn't that where we get our our idea of like. Polar bear Santa, big beard, well, not polar cheek bear Santa, Santa, but yeah, big rosy cheek beard. Coca Cola, yeah. I don't know if it's from Coca Cola. I'm almost positive, man. I don't know if it's from Coca Cola. I think I think it was their it was their marketing. That... Is Chris Kringle supposed to be a fat guy with rosy cheeks? But but the idea like the Santa Claus, the, 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 the modern day but Saint image Nick of him. wasn't necessarily didn't look Jolly like that necessarily. Yeah, he was like, like a, a guy in a brown and... robe. Yeah, yeah, it was it. different. Right, yeah, that's true. The, the big, Sa- the big uh, red white beard thing. I Santa, think, as right. we know him, I think is is Coca Cola. Okay. We have cocaine to thank for Santa. Hey, we have cocaine to thank for a lot of movies. Yeah, and like and like and just society. Probably like like the invention of planes. <laughs> uh, Those Wright brothers were doing a lot of nose candy. Like probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm discussing a lot of things. Truly, we have to owe yeah. you know, to drugs yep. generally. Thank you, drugs. Thank you, drugs. This episode brought to you, brought to you by drugs. Do them. Uh, you know, there's a whole theory pharma. that states that we wouldn't actually have evolved into modern day humans without psychedelics. Oh, are we going to? A, is this a Joe Rogan podcast now? It's not a Joe Rogan thing. <laughs> it's just a. This last week. Huh? It's just. A, it's just a theory. It's not a Joe Rogan podcast <laughs> thing. It's, it's called the Stoned Abe Theory. It was. Uh, <laughs> it's. It's called. I've actually. Was, I've was, actually been doing a lot of research. It was posited by Terrence McKenna, who who came many years before Joe Rogan. Okay. And then appeared on the... He was dead long before Joe Rogan ever came out. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. So, suck it. Yeah. Um, this movie, this movie, like, looks fine. I thought it was... It was... It's a movie from the yeah. 40s. You know, so all the interiors kind of look like... 
Like they, they look a bit flat. They're a bit dead. Everything was shot with an with urgency, though. I always had yeah. a, I always had this sense of moving forward. Yeah. In mm-hmm. every scene, it did clip along more than I yeah. kind of thought it would. Yeah. Uh, High energy. And I thought the tone of it was actually very funny. Mm-hmm. Like I was expecting it to be so like soft, mm. and like and yeah. it's not. They're like there's a little sassy little kid. Mm-hmm. It's right. like I thought so. Natalie Wood. Uh, yeah. Yep. Who grew up to be the West Side Story? Maria. Uh, yeah, Maria. Oh, she, whoa, really? She, yeah, she was nominated for Academy Awards and Golden Globes. I think she won a couple, maybe. Oh yeah. shit. Yep. Yeah. She's uh, really good. Apparently, she still believed in Santa when she filmed this movie. Mm. Yeah, if I can shattered that, I guess. Whoopsies. Well, but Santa's real. At the end, wasn't there? There was some Santa movie. It was Tim Allen, right? That he would he had he pretended to be Santa on set for the kids. Because a bunch of them were so young that they still believed in Santa. Oh, I kind of love that. I know. It's like one good thing about Tim Allen. I mean, and the show Home Improvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In its entirety, it was probably pretty good. And the way he narked on his friends. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I know this is the wrong category, but I have a story question. Okay. In the American justice system. Dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Is the prosecutor allowed to just take charge of the courtroom and dictate the way that the trial is going to go, the way that this, that he does in this movie? Well, it's a hearing, right? Whatever. I know. I know. Hearing not a trial, but there still has to be some kind of protocol. So I'm just curious because it seemed like he was the one who was telling the judge how shit was going to go, yeah. and the judge was just like, well, "Okay, I guess that's what we're doing." So I'm just wondering how if, how representative that is of the American hearing system, or like, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> or like, or like, can the defense call the prosecutor's children to the? <laughs> well, she had a subpoena, Jack. <laughs> yeah, and also all the evidence she didn't know about, but she pointed right to it. <laughs> I don't know how to answer your question, but I do know the first thing that popped to mind when he suddenly brings in the letters is all of that evidence would have been thrown out immediately because the prosecution did not get a chance, did not get copies of it to prepare uh, a way to take down that evidence from their side. If if it was a trial, but is is a hearing the same thing? I don't know. Okay. Because the same could be said be. about the kid being brought to the stand yeah. because he didn't know that he was being called as a witness. Just the wife did. And she kept it from him for some reason. She really wanted him to fail. Yeah, I think there's there's a whole other movie in that relationship. Yeah. Can, can I, this, this brings me to a point, though, sad. which is that when the when the latter like half almost of this movie became a, like, a court drama, I thought I thought that was I thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I was like, it stalls out at that point. Essentially. Yeah. I was like, why are we doing? Why? How is this what this movie is? Like, I hadn't fully caught that. What's his face was a lawyer. Like, I didn't care what his job was, mm-hmm. and then suddenly it was really important, and we were watching. You're right. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a lawyer, but then he was uh, in. I guess it was a trial because it was at the it was at the state supreme court. So I guess because there was a hearing first. The hearing was back, first, right? and he and he wanted it to just be a real quick like. He wanted it to just be the hearing and to have the case dismissed. And then it went to trial and he was like, fuck. Yeah, I guess that's right. Okay. When, when did they say it went to trial? I think it went to trial after, because the, the initial uh, the initial scene, uh, his cigar chomping friend is like, just get it get it through quickly so that it doesn't you don't have to follow through with it and it doesn't affect your campaign for 
state senator or whatever he was running for. Right. Um, and that, so he was really prompting like Santa, the uh, Chris Kringle to just be like, oh, I, they meant I was a mall Santa. And he's like, no, 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 I yeah. am Santa. Yeah. And he was like, shit. shit. So I think at that point, maybe they did go to trial for the rest of the film. Is that when the prosecutor forced the judge to make a decision on whether or not he believed that Santa That's was part real? of the trial. That's part of the trial. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Overall, I think when this movie went to trial and went to court hmm. was where it really drove a car over Bernie Mac's head. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's an outside joke. I'm trying to do outside jokes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Until until we get the classic bringing in the mail, which is mimicked so lo- well by the Simpsons. Bringing oh in, yeah, bringing in the bags of the of the seafood that Homer ate at the all you can eat seafood restaurant. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh man, it's been a minute. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> hey. Ew. So, uh, jumping right into our next round, which is acting. You tired? Act. Acting good? Mm. We never get tired of that bell. Never ever. So I'm torn about the guy who played uh, Santa or not Santa, depending on how you saw the movie. In? In in 34th Street. Right. Okay. You're torn. Yeah. Because on one hand, like Miranda thought it was like perfect. She was like, he is perfect. Mm -hmm. He is perfect. And I was like... He's really good. I like what he's doing uh, some of the times. And then other times when he was like, like early on, especially when those those moments you were talking about, where he's like, right. it's, it's a disgrace. You know that you should be doing something like this here. Right. How dare? And he had like this sort of British, but not quite. Like I'm just, I'm a very um, enunciated American person, posh. maybe, but I'm posh. And I'm... Are you supposed to be British? He's a British actor. I think he was, I think he was just doing his like British accent. Yeah. So... So all that <laughs> I didn't like sometimes. What I would have loved is if he had made a character choice to come up with a whole new like North Pole dialect. Right. That was based on. I'm so cold. Sound like, but like really It's a disgrace. <laughs> then they would have thrown him into the streets. <laughs> oh no! I'm the real Santo. Yeah. Santo. Well, I'm going to side with Miranda. I think he uh, was a delight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found him annoying in those moments, but I think like it's just his passion of, of the his passion for Christmas that is coming through in those moments, um, which I, as a cynical 21st century boy, uh, I care very little for Christmas. So that's where that where that bias yeah, comes no from. No Christmas tree in the Jacqueline house. Uh, not in not in my apartment here. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and uh, <clears throat> yep. yeah, as opposed to your home elsewhere. Well, my parents' home. No, but yo, yeah. are your are your parents big uh, Christmas people? I they have a big Christmas. We have a we have a nice family Christmas. They have the big tree. Mm-hmm. They put lots of presents under it. Yeah. Does your dad dress up like Santa? On for <laughs> I'm sure he has at some point. Your dad would be a good Santa. Yeah. I've never, have I never met your dad before? I'm sure you have. He listens to this podcast. I 100% have never met either one of your parents. I've known you for close to 10 years. I'm fairly certain you have. I, I've met him like twice now, mm. three times. And I feel like all I've gotten out of those three times is one nod. <laughs> you got a good script. Yeah. Good, yeah. yeah good, good script. script. Yep. That's true. Those are the only two words I've ever heard. His dad say. Well, well, he also comments on all, all the videos. So. But they're always critiques. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What's your dad's name? 
David. David right? Hi, David. Will he listen to this? Mind one? your business, David. Yeah. So, yeah, back okay. off, David. You, do, you want to see you do better. You watch Santa movies and and chat about it with your friends, and then we'll see you in the comments. <laughs> Uh, we should get all our parents together to do an episode. No, oh, no. Oh. Can you imagine our moms on this podcast? Just don't turn the mics on, and they would never know. <laughs> and just let them talk, and they would just be so happy. <laughs> I'd pay for that. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. I'd have to refund your money. I'd feel bad taking it. Um, I acting. Gen- yes. Yeah, hey, I was gonna say so. Uh, he also, uh, he did like a whisper acting a lot, which I feel like was a choice where he's like, come on, dear, let's go over there. That'd be that. Well, that'd be just fine. Yeah. Hmm. He's jolly old St. Nick. He's soft. He's kind. He's gentle. Ah, uh, hi. And then he hits people with his cane. Which I thought was a weird thing. I could have sworn. He there's, only one way to, fired. there's only one way to deal with you. And I thought it was going to be like, oh, what's going to be the Christmas take on this? And then and he, he runs over his head with a van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he hires a small elf to shoot him. Yeah. Um, I, I like that everyone else in this movie. Not everyone. There's some really funny little parts, like the mailman people. Yeah, there's a guy. He's like, he literally picks up the mail. He's like scratching. He's like, hey, hey, come here. Hey, say, look at this. <laughs> yeah, look at this here. You know the mail we got back. How many, how many letters do you say we got back there? Oh, I'd say a good uh, twenty, forty thousand back there. Uh, what do we send them down to the court? Like it's just like it's a funny little like Cabot and Costello routine. Yeah, as they're throwing mail into the upper conveyor belt. Yeah, it seems like a fun place to be. Yeah. Um, but also everyone else just doing like very generic of the age acting like the mom her acting is like so i mean she's oh, supposed yeah. to be like stoic and hardened hmm. yeah like I, th- I just don't think it'd be best for the girl for you to do that i i was wondering at first because in the first scene she keeps saying like you you tree over there and you tree gotta go over here and you tree i'm like why is she doing that is she irish or something lo and behold, she's irish and uh, the actual just, the actor yeah, is Irish? yeah, yeah. Maureen O'Hara is is Irish. And oh, whoa. Just, you're telling me that Maureen O'Hara <laughs> is Irish? Is Irish? Don't you get, know? Get out of town. Yeah. <laughs> She's known as the Queen of Technicolor because she had pretty red hair. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. You wait. You're telling me Maureen O'Hara oh, from Ireland Marie, had from red Ireland. hair now? Indeed. No, get get out of here. <laughs> from County Kilkenny. You're pulling my leg. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> The queen of Technicolor. I no, um, but also I liked all the guys in this movie, like some of the other guys, who would like the doctor who came a couple times, who had that. He spoke in a way that I wish I could just the, speak a few the, times. The in my jackass life. doctor? No, no, no. The 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 one who came. He's like, oh, he's no trouble. Oh yeah, yeah he's yeah, a nice yeah. fellow, really. Yeah. And they're like, thanks for coming. He's like, it's no problem. Bye bye. Yeah. Like it's like the elevator is closing. He's like, no problem. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think this is one time in my life that I want someone to be like, hey, thanks for coming. And I go, it's no problem. And they go, thanks. And I go, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> like, I just really want to hit that tone yeah. once. Yeah. Ideally, as an elevator is closing and I don't have to, like, Continue justify it. it. Yeah. Right. I might do it to one of you one day. Okay. All right, then. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> I'm going to finish the bye-bye. podcast today like that. Okay. Bye-bye. That's called foreshadowing for those of you interested. Oh. In. Is it foreshadowing if you just outright <laughs> say what it is? <laughs> I, mean, that, I think it is the that's basis called spoiling. Yeah, it's yeah, called yeah. spoiling. Yeah. That's that's just the old word, the new word for foreshadowing. Mm. Uh, mm. I thought Natalie Wood was pretty good in most scenes. Sometimes she was an annoying kid, but other times it was like, oh, you I got. She to... was sensational, man. Yeah. She was for a kid okay. actor in the forties. Yeah, I'm gonna kill this dog. Whoa. <laughs> And that's on a podcast now. I know. Yeah. A podcast seven people will hear. What would Maureen Wood say? 
Set <laughs> is not O'Hara. real. <laughs> I I looked into Natalie Wood because I was like, that that honestly, that's an actress I don't know much about. Yeah. Um, I feel like I should. It's because she, uh, she was forty three and she was doing some film with Christopher Walken, and she invited him onto her and her husband's boat on their like day off. Oh. And then uh, she disappeared in the night and washed up the next day dead and with like bruises on her body and uh christopher walken doesn't know what happened and the husband doesn't know what happened and what yeah wait sorry okay can you back that up entire wait they're on a boat together christopher 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 walken Walken was doing a movie with natalie wood he would would have been like probably in his like 20s early 30s so it was like the 80s i think and she was in her 40s with, and, and with her husband. And her husband w- was on the boat, too. And Christopher Walken says that they were fighting when he left the boat, and he doesn't know what happened, and she had bruises on her body when they found it the next day. But the, the official cause the official cause was, like, accidental drowning, and then they in, like, the 90s, they reopened the case and made it, like, drowning with uncertain causes or something like that. But she washed up on shore the next day? As in- she washed up somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Was recovered, but, I suppose. But the, the idea is the fact that Christopher Walken left means that they docked somewhere. I guess. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't dive too deep. I just read, scanned the Wikipedia entry on He's her a good death. swimmer. Yeah. He- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, I'm just saying if they, do- if they docked somewhere, then it seems less likely she'd be thrown overboard the boat. Because maybe they would, right. you know, yeah. she wouldn't be out the, in the The leading water. theory is that her husband threw her overboard. Yeah, that seems like the seems, thing. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I th- I think he's dead now too, probably. Good, I assume so. Yeah. Well, well then good, balance if, good has if, been he's, restored. if he's if he's if he's a murderer. Did, yeah. If it was Christopher Walken, then justice has yet to be served. I don't think it was Chris. Although, Why not? But Chris, if if you're out there, uh, get Carrie Elwes and let's 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 do an interview. Oh yeah. wow, <laughs> so nice to be here. Yeah. On the podcast. Thanks, Chris. So uh, where were you the night of? Uh, August 23rd, 1980. Uh, oh, I've got to go for a swim. <laughs> it can't stay here any longer. Bye-bye now. Splash. He's swim, a good swimmer. Swim. He's a good swimmer. He's a, good, he's a great yeah, swimmer. swimmer. Bye-bye, Chris. Yeah. Uh, bye-bye. So, yeah, I thought, that yeah. Was, I thought that was whack. That is whack. Yeah. That's super whack. Unsolved Mystery. Let's do an uh, Unsolved Mystery podcast. I miss that show. Mm. <laughs> There are so many unsolved. There are too many of them, yeah. Yeah, um, but not I, enough movie review podcasts. Nope, no, not no. enough. P- hey, you know We're what? The only one. People do enjoy that's, that's the premise of this podcast when I tell it to them. Yeah, and then they don't listen. To yeah, it. Do, yeah they, a, do they enjoy it when they listen to the podcast? Yeah. Though it was suggested uh, to me today, actually, that we should just do a season opener every season where we just talk about ideas for pairings, and that's the first episode, mm-hmm. and then we do pairing, and then we actually start doing movies. All right, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah, maybe we'll like release that. it to Patreon or something as bonus content. Patreon, okay. Yeah. Um, Anyways, to to close this heated debate, bad I, Santa. Well, I would I I was going to talk about the good Santa oh. in Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Fine, I thought he was phenomenal. There right. we go. I mean, Kevin Spacey was better as K Pax, but. <laughs> <laughs> Wash All your right. mouth out with soap. Touche. Touche. Um, bad Santa. Bad Santa. Bad I, Santa. I could watch Billy Bob Thornton tell kids to fuck off. Yeah, forever. you loved it, eh? Oh, it is. It's pretty funny. It is. Un, it's great. I 
would like to give a special shout out to the little boy in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Thurman Merman. Thurman, Thurman Merman. Yeah, I would. Whenever I see a character like that performed by someone I've never seen before, I the first thing I do is look for like an interview with them online because I'm so curious to know if that. If he is just just, just a little awkward chubby kid, or yeah. if he's like a brilliant method actor from Britain or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's actually really well spoken and intelligent. He's like actually like an archduke. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like the kid from uh, Modern Family, the the son who right. was supposed to play the dumbest kid in the world is a, a Mensa member. He's actually brilliant. Hmm. So like that that always that's what Mensa me. members would tell you they are. But yeah. Well, you know what I mean. He has yeah. a higher IQ than that of a. a sure. You know what I mean. So, he's an asshole. I get it. Yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah. Who's an asshole? Mensa. Mensa. People in. Mr. Mensa. Mr. Mensa. It's a fucking dick. They're known as the Menses <laughs> when you group them together. I thought you said he has dementies, which I thought was funny. <laughs> but he was, yeah, he was good. Yeah, yeah. And that, was he in other other things? I, I, I mean, I didn't look it up oh, because we just finished the movie. Okay. But I will look it up after because I'm very okay. curious. Well, that that whole thing just fucking shattered my heart, though. That whole storyline just made me so sad. He's a fucking loser. Yeah. Yeah. The kid. The, the kid. kid. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty it's sad. So sad. They make it pretty like overtly sad. Yeah. But like, it's a bit better that he doesn't even know that he should be sad. Of course he knows he should be sad. He's he's absolutely sad. He's repressing he's a lot. Yeah, he's just shutting off instead of yeah. facing it. It's not like he's oblivious to it. Right. It's ambiguous. So <laughs> right. the fuck up. His self-esteem either exists or doesn't. You yeah. Know? Yeah. The Schrodinger's self-esteem. self-esteem. Uh, but Billy Bob was great. I thought he was outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, I mean, yeah. I I was pretty tired of grumpy Billy Bob Thornton. I thought the movie By, needed yeah. to go somewhere sooner. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. But the way he does it is great. Yeah. Again, yeah. I feel like it's not a big leap for Billy Bob Thornton yeah. to get there. No. So I don't know if that is a commendable acting performance or if they were just or lucky to get someone. Or he's just a someone. surly guy. Yeah, exactly. but if you nail it, you nail it. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of people who couldn't do, like, he had to tell those kids to fuck off so many times. Yeah. If you haven't seen this movie, it sounds really mean, but it's... it's it is mean. It's pretty fucking hilarious. But it's, it's very funny. It is. How yeah, he it is and funny. Th- th- my point is that not many people could do it the way he did it. If it was Arnie and Jingle All the Way, it would be, like, so uncomfortable to watch. True. <laughs> yeah. But I will say, I think my favorite moment with him was when he's in the car driving Thurman Merman home. Yeah. And it's the first time we see him trying to filter him, himself... Yeah. In order to be kinder to this little boy, right, and then inevitably he fucks it up and freaks out and goes off on the kid, yeah, and it's it's hysterical, but I think it's funnier because it's not we don't start there, yeah, we we, we actually have a bit of an arc within that scene, yeah, and we see him be a little like I don't know softer, mm-hmm. so I don't know that's that's my take on his on his performance. If we had had more of that, if we had seen just slightly more vulnerability. I, I don't I don't need more of an arc. I just need more heart, kind sure. of peppered throughout. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think it, like the movie didn't have that in there for him. Right. Yeah. Um, but then you're talking back to your kind of point before though. Then we're that leads us to a movie where he's changed more at the end. No, in my I, opinion. No, I don't think we need to see him change that much at all because when we see the we we have the scene with him driving the kid home. It's relatively early in the movie. I'm yeah. not asking him to get much further away from that. I just want to see 
the, the he beats the up human... the kids, Dan. <clears throat> I know. What more do you want? I just want to see the human part of this guy who is so damaged and broken. Because otherwise, we're just looking at an asshole. It, it, it is like unrelenting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It does get really tough. Don't stop. And <laughs> as you say, it, it to the point that it eventually kind of blows holes in most of the plots of the movie. Hmm. Of like, how is he employed? Why does Lorelai want to be around him at all? Yeah. That, see, that didn't bother me that much. It was It's just the fact that they had a job, they could hold on to a job long enough to rob them all. It didn't make any sense. There's no There's no way that... I'm willing to suspend my one. disbelief for the, for, the, for the crimes. Lorelai being, like, deeply into him? Meh. But, it's not, but she's not in love with him. She just wants to fuck no. him because he's Santa. But like, no, but by the end of the movie, no. By the end of the movie, yeah. she's the like movie, down to help look after the kid with him. Okay. And, yeah, and but, like is looking at him like it, she's that, his baby daddy. That she's, happens all the time. She's really underwritten. I, I, this movie is really unkind. Uh, shockingly, an early 2000s raunchy comedy is unkind to surprise, its female characters. Um, Lorelai there it has nothing to do except say, fuck me, Santa, fuck me, Santa. And Cloris Leachman, one of the like all-time greatest yeah. comedic actors, so underutilized, just sits in a chair and goes, "I'll make some sandwiches," and she kills it. She kills. She it. kills. Yeah, that she line. deserves an it's award great... for that for that performance. <laughs> but like, you have Cloris Leachman in your movie. Do something with her. What did what what kind of stuff did she do before she was like oh, Mel the horny old lady? She was she was in Mel Brooks. Uh, well, let me look up a monography, shall I? I, I want to. What was that? Let me look up a filmography. No, okay. Right. All right. I'll never look up a filmography. I will also say I found Lorelai to be uh, just as charismatic as What's always. What's her name? Something Graham. Something. Lauren Graham? Uh, no. Allison Graham. I don't think so. No. That's further Lauren away. Lauren Graham sounds right. Ashley Graham? No. No. no Lauren Graham sounds the closest. Mm. Heather Graham? No, that's another. No, that's, that's a British lady. That's what? British. She's no. British? Heather, Heather Graham is the chick from Boogie Nights, yeah. the blonde. Yeah, from Austin Powers. Yeah. Yes. Right. No, she's not. That's right. Not. Yeah, very not. British. I'm thinking of the... Anyway. Well, yeah. So, Mary Tyler Moore show. That is who you're thinking of. <laughs> uh, she was on Cher's sketch comedy show, uh, Twilight Zone, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Twilight Zone. Uh, Spanglish she's in, uh, Castle in the Sky, Raising Hope. Yeah, tons, tons of shit. She's she's in um, like predominantly Young Frankenstein. She plays uh, Frau Blucher. Oh, in Young Frankenstein. So predominantly comedies though. Like that's yeah. always had been her shtick. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Is she still alive? Died this year. How really? old is she? Uh, old. Okay. Ah, yeah. Well, all right. That's R. an R. old age. Yep. Well, Rip Clor Leach. <laughs> you know. As she was known, Paul Ritter and Bernie Mac sharing the sharing scenes together. Yeah, believe like also lovely. both passed. Yeah, yeah. Paul Ritter died just before this film came out. Yeah, it was in memory of him. Yeah. That's very sad. He was he didn't get an end to his arc. Yeah, he didn't. And he what, was what was his arc? I like that he was like he needed no, some he kind was, of he was a spineless manager. His arc needed to be that he actually has a secret raunchy side. That is revealed when they're like they drive past the sex club or something, and he's walking in with with like six leather daddies or something. Or he, mm. he starts hooking up with someone in the big and tall. Yeah, in the big and tall, yeah. and finds true love. Yeah. Wait, I'm realizing now that I might have missed a crucial plot point in this movie. How did the cops get tipped off? 
He said that fucking he kid. G- he gave the kid a letter when he was trying to kill himself in the garage. Oh, and he gave it to the kid. The, the kid gave it to the, the cops to the early. Cop. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. No. But uh, I thought Bernie Mac was great, though. Yeah. Well, eh. he mm. he was I there. He was great at the beginning. He was good at the beginning, and then quickly like decided he wasn't in the movie anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And then he straight up just died in really? a really weird sequence. Yeah. yeah. Like how'd they get ahead of him? And specifically, and yeah, the movie really rolled a van over Bernie Mac's head at that and point. Like, and Oof. then, yeah, seriously, yeah, like, and then Bernie lights up a cigarette and leans up against his van. Yeah, he's chain smoking for Always no chain reason. Smoking. Oh, because they have said that he's a chain smoker. So yeah, maybe I guess there you go. Lighting the lighting the cigarette with the old cigarette. Did you ever uh, do that? Yes, I was wow. going to say that brought back so many memories from my from my teens. Does it feel cool to do that? No, normally you do it when there's no lighter around. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. How did you light it in the first place? Well, normally I would do it. I wouldn't do it chain smoking. So, like, I would light one after another. It mm-hmm. would. I would use somebody else's cigarette to light my cigarette. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't much of a chain smoker. Right. What's a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack, someday when you're a bit older, we'll buy you a pack. All right. Yeah. That'll be fine. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Oh, oh! I guess we're done. I don't know. I think so. <laughs> Something that line up perfectly, but there's two more seconds. Uh, yeah, you failed. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do an ad. Go ad. Go go ad rangers. Sorry. Hey, welcome back. Yeah. Boom. Whoa! Energy. Pow. Uh, so let's jump into our our kind of quick mini round, which is. Round four, rewatchability. Hmm. 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 Excellent. Okay. Um. I mean, I, no. go ahead. No, you go. You you go ahead. Okay. I, whenever I just yeah. don't do this. Okay, okay, I'll go. No, you go, Daniel. I think that both films have a strong rewatchability factor. I. I'm not usually one for Christmas films. I am, I guess, now uh, I'm more of a classic movie watcher than I was a year ago, thanks to this podcast. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I didn't. I didn't dread. I got some. I got some phlegm in my throat. Mm. Cool. Sorry, everyone. Um, I didn't dread 34th Street this week. And normally, you right. know, in the past, when we were gonna gearing up to watch a movie from the 40s. I would be suicidal. Um, That's a a bit extreme. You have no idea, man. (laughs) So, yeah, but but I think that both films are quite strong, and I I can see myself... I mean, I'm for sure going to watch 34th Street again because it's one of Maurice's favorite movies, Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't hate a rewatch. I might actually see it before I see Bad Santa, but that doesn't mean that that I wouldn't watch Bad Santa again. I thought it was also... Bad Santa took a little longer to acclimatize to, mm-hmm. but definitely still a, a, a strong contender for a rewatch, especially if I'm introducing it to somebody. So, I don't know. That's my take. Yeah, I have a very similar, I think, evaluation of it. Get your own thing, Jack. Uh, <laughs> my own thing in it would be that I, I have like a, a fondness having just watched uh, Bad Santa and it giving me some like really... Can, please, I mean, it's funny I say this, but I can't remember the moment. But like giving me like real, true like belly laugh moments. Bad Santa. Yeah. What was that part that like? It killed you. Yeah. 
you you were busting a gut when he was in the car with the kid. But there was a certain line in particular. Anyway, but I don't know. You 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 enjoy watching kids get verbally abused. I've learned. Uh, who that, doesn't? Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't know that I did, but I certainly did not it's know to the degree hilarious. to what degree you enjoyed it. Like yeah. I, we found a, a thing with you today. I think. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. really funny. I think that's why kids like naturally don't like me that much. Like they do. Know... Kids not like you really. It comes and goes. Generally, they they. What does that mean? It, like, like it depends the, on the kid. Like yeah, the occasional kid will be like, "Hey," like they're just like pretty indiscriminate. Right. But yeah, sometimes kids are just like mm, they look at me and they're like, mm, "Not you." So and does I'm it like, range from from hatred to indiscriminate? Is that as is that as wide as the spectrum is, or is there a a positive side as well? So no, indiscriminate isn't like on that range. That's not that what that word is. That's like, wait, <laughs> that is it's not like a anyway. No, like neutral, not indiscriminate, but neutral. To neutral, yeah, it's closer to like it's it's usually like they just are like, uh, they're like, uh, they're like na- just like nah. It's not even hatred. They're just like mm mm. Right. Okay. Like it's just like an it's just like it's gonna be a no. So right. mall Santa's not a career for you. Yeah, they're like you don't look like mommy, and you're not my dad. So it's gonna be a no. That's interesting though, because dogs love you. Yeah, dogs like me. Yeah, and it's the same kind of energy that you get from little kids. Dogs are essentially toddlers. Uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I I would watch. I'm trying to pull, watch. pull this back. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> from dogs are I can, toddlers. I can just I can just feel how much it bothers Sean when I <laughs> when I derail a conversation. I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> I've long given up on this podcast. <laughs> no what do you mean so all that to say it just made me laugh truly made me laugh uh, a a number of times and so that makes me feel very connected to it Mm. i also laughed quite a bit watching 34th street to be honest it was funny as shit there's Mm. funny moments in there yeah um funny little acting choices funny little lines like it's like how sassy santa got sassy santa sassy santa he was pretty sassy he was pretty damn sassy especially when he was talking about people who think they're psychiatrists and have no right to be so it was pretty great <laughs> it was pretty good very specific rant yeah from a santa from a santa from like an is he or is he not santa you but know? he's been he's been mentally checked out a lot you know the fucking moment where he starts speaking dutch was dope yeah yeah that's santa like, claus that's and like, then they start singing their creepy dutch santa claus Winterflaus, santa claus let persistence Winterschlaus. <laughs> Winterschlaus. <laughs> Winterschlaus. <laughs> Schloss. Um, uh, yeah. but, you know, it's like it's like the old Marvel movie, like superhero moment. I was like, do it. I remember it coming, and I was like, do it. Do the superhero thing. Speak Dutch. Mm-hmm. That's where I was like, the movie was like. That's where the movie to me makes this boldest claim that he is actually Santa. Yeah. More than the cane. For the sure. The cane doesn't mean shit. I don't know what you guys are on about. The cane in and of itself, it does not prove he is Santa. It's just the fact the cane was it's by the chimney yeah. in the house that that proves that he was Santa. Yeah, he was he was in the house and left his cane there. Oh, God. Jesus, guys. I'm not even joking. Like, I don't see how your argument has any... I, I don't understand. I don't... Okay, so what do you think about uh, I understand the symbolism of it, but I'm not saying it proves anything. It's a movie about symbols. Yep. <laughs> so how do you feel, Sean? You have uh, 41 seconds. Oh, really? Oh, shit. Yeah. 
Uh, you you well, wasted a lot of time talking to Jack about if kids like him or not. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> uh, I I would say that, uh, yes, both movies I thoroughly enjoyed watching, but one movie had a lot of uh, food trauma that I don't really want to, I don't really want to rush back into a lot of like smacking and slopping and like sneezing food and like sneezing like, the ice cream onto the on, face and it just so staying good. there for <laughs> scene after scene. Yeah. Oh, it God. made me very uncomfortable and it, not a detriment to the movie as a product, but like for me, I'm, I'm less, uh, I'm not going to go back as soon. Right. Yeah. Well, great. All right, let's let's score these bed boys. Hmm? Mm, bed so, boys. So, uh, in our first category of story, uh, uh, hear you, hear you. How do we lay our votes? I I'm a sucker for a premise. We oh, all know this. God. What? Yeah. What was that? Nothing. Sinterklaas. I I like the idea of the the criminals using the mall santa as a as a basis for a heist um so but the story doesn't really go too many places and uh the other one does so i'm gonna go 34th street hmm. that's more of a more of a story arc I'm, uh yeah i'm a sucker for a clean story so also 34th street hmm a clean story? Uh, a story that I can follow and I can understand uh, what's going on. I thought Bad Santa kind of meandered know, a little drove bit. Drove the van over Bernie Mac's head at one point. <laughs> I damn. I I think I I disagree. I uh, uh, and I would I would sway you to my way if I could. But um, yeah, I I think I think Thirty Fourth Street is a perfectly charming movie. I think the story, if you really look at it, is kind of disjointed and weird like i think uh i think the whole the whole courtroom thing is way off mark like it's just like way to left field i don't think it belongs at all in this movie but what we have here is the beginning of the hallmark movie genre where the story doesn't usually make a lot of sense but it, it does make sense it's, i mean it's it, gonna it, be committed well, well i mean which is also insane we didn't talk about how how yeah. how Easily, they want to fucking throw people in mental institutions. In I mean, the, the only reason he's not already in one is because he has capital value to Macy's store. Correct. Yeah. So the whole system is broken. Yeah. But if you think of any kind of cheesy Hallmark movie today, that that premise would totally fly as well. I mean, it's it's loose enough to get the Christmas spirit thing across. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, I understand that it's loose. I'm just saying that there are parts of that I didn't enjoy. And I think a big mm. plot point for me that is problematic in the overall execution of the movie <laughs> is, is the, the ambiguity. <laughs> no. um, I liked the ambiguity that was definitely there. Oh, um, you know, it's very Capexian. But... <laughs> you guys need to watch Capex again and you're going to be like, holy shit. Even, even as a nine-year-old, I was like, this movie sucks. Nah, it's all right. <laughs> I, I never saw it. It's Dees. Um, but no, it's the thing they make a big point about. It. Like the he he says multiple times that his uh, his real project is the mum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to resolve that issue, and not only does 
I don't think it have enough for her to suddenly be like, I believe in you. That came out of nowhere for me. Sure. It didn't make any sense. And, um, and also her character just falls into the background. It starts with her being focal and it ends on the guy. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of stupid. That's why I didn't like the courtroom scene as well. Cause it doesn't let her, it should be something in the mall where she has power and she's mall court. For That's true. That's what, <laughs> but it has to be in the food court. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he's like hitting a burger, yeah. <laughs> like with a spatula. He's, like, using a hot, he's using a hot dog. <laughs> a stale bun. Yeah. <laughs> just like just a baguette. And he's just hitting like a stack of cold cuts. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> I think we have a movie. <laughs> all right that's so that's funny. so i would be bad santa i think bad santa okay. does drive a car over bernie max bernie max head but i actually think it's the cleaner movie okay um and meaning that it like finishes what it starts at least yeah okay you, right. you're, well, you're sticking though with i'm sticking yeah just like w- some was that your attempt at winning people <laughs> yeah, over your side? Yeah. okay <laughs> yeah i mean i thought it was pretty convincing i mean you make a pretty good point about the the female lead falling into the background and the, and her her important story point between the two of them which seemed to be like the heart of the movie just being like thrown aside for a male fucking joke thing like fun but like yeah. you didn't do the thing that your movie was about mm-hmm. yeah i guess but, but then the like the the secondary characters in bad santa don't have any like follow through with anything either She's no. She's no, supposed to be the, the main lead, character. Really? Yeah. I, 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 I think, think Santa's yeah. the main character. Santa Christmas is the main character. Christmas is Macy's the main character. is the main. Mm-hmm. Character. Macy's by presents. That's fine. Uh, so thirty fourth wins, uh, despite uh, being the wrong one. Okay. Did you put a mark down for me I, or what? What's going on? I, I put two marks for thirty fourth, which indicates that one mark went to. Just conserve an ink over there. All right. Okay. Yeah. I've never really watched you mark before. Yeah, but just, just there's put, only just, one point. Just put a mark down for Jackson. So but he there's knows only that one. Hurt. There's only one point to give out, right? Oh, oh, I see. You just and then I tally how many votes. Oh, you just do like uh, which one won. I see. Yeah. I see. I thought there were two there. No. Okay. Uh, uh, you have acting there next. So let's just do acting. No, it's oh act. Oh, he that's, put an that's, 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 that's a tougher one. But yeah, okay. Okay. Well, we can do production if we want. Production. Uh, Bad Santa seems like the clear winner. Yeah, Bad Santa. Yeah. See, on this one, no, I'm just kidding. No, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 34th is old. Sorry, old movie. It didn't well, have any of that, like, old movie charm that really it was like, whoa. And this is one of the rare movies that we've watched that I feel really cleverly utilized the edit. Yeah. Which you don't see a lot. Usually, yeah. it's like, you, usually they try to hide the edit so it's more of a seamless flow of the film. But this one used it for comedic timing, and I thought it was yeah. brilliant. So. Except for the one fade to black that was painful yeah where that where that it was after? after uh he had her thong in his mouth and the and the boy walks in and she's <laughs> oh, like and he's, oh he's adorable right when, when she and gives him the, wood, a, the wooden pickle yeah yeah right yeah, and he's yeah. like i'm just a little tired yeah mm. right well that fade, marks fade, the end of the second act black. right that's what that fade to black was supposed to i guess imply so. i would have put the end of the i guess the murder is in the third act i suppose I would have put the mur- the second the third act after the murder. Well, what happens after the after the fade to black? I don't remember. Yeah. Cuz it was a fade to black and I went, "What?" And I stopped paying attention because that's the only thing that ever happens when you fade to black. Right. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Acting. <sighs> um yeah, I don't know. This is tough. I, this is tough. It is tough, right? I think that uh 
Santa won an Oscar for and Best Supporting Actor for 34th Street. I best Supporting Actor? Best Supporting Actor. Fuck I the, mean, fuck the Academy. I think yeah. rightly so, though. I yeah. mean, I also agree, fuck the Academy, but I think he was a, a fantastic Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, in a very subtle and understated way. I, th- I thought he was a very naturalistic actor, which helped yeah. sell the character. Billy Bob is In 34th? A... Yeah. Naturalistic? I thought so. Okay. I thought it was like charming because it was like a kind of kitschy Santa performance. See, I didn't think so. I thought he I thought he was he was leaning into the I mean, the, like, the wholesome you know old man. You know what? You're right. I ought to get a hold of myself, you know, and get back in there. You know what? I'll go tomorrow and I'll talk to them. I was like, yo, fuck you. Like it's I don't know, man. Like you're you're doing a charming thing, but it's not it's not grounded yes i well i would put grounded as the word but i think it is it is a it is a heightened performance because he is playing santa claus but it i think he does have the the gravity to pull off such such a thing i'm not saying it's a a good way to put it i'm just uh and you're right it is also heightened yeah Um, i also think billy bob is really fucking he's a wonderful vagabond he is yeah i think he nails it i think they keep it pretty close for me i think it comes down to who's around them right and i think the characters around billy bob and bad santa are stronger because i think a lot of like the acting around like the little girl is good but i think the mom is actually not that good and the lawyer guys hit and miss and like there are fun characters in 34th but there's also some like acting that really doesn't age well unfortunately there's paul ritter paul ritter is really good good. and bernie mac and like and lorelei even though she doesn't get to do much is good like uh, overall, I would just for the whole cast, not even just like Santa wise. Uh, for me, it's bad Santa. Yeah, maybe that's right. If there was more Paul Ritter, I think I would go bad Santa. But I, like, I really like Santa, and I, and I honestly, I liked the mom, and I liked uh, the new dad, lawyer boy, the new dad, the new dad lawyer boy, and I liked some of the like random mall people that were around. I think I'm gonna go thirty fourth. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I think I think I have to go bad Santa. That's a pretty compelling argument. Okay. Nice. Um, can we also just talk about the fact that at the beginning of this movie, uh, the mom's nanny just lets the little girl wander over to a stranger's house to <laughs> fucking hang out and watch the parade? In Thirty Fourth Street. Thirty Fourth Street. He's not a stranger. He is a stranger. She introduces herself when she go when she gets to his place. Haven't they been seeing each other? No, 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 complete that's like stranger. Bef- that's Hi, I'm so and so. Nice to meet you. He like he like convinced the girl to come over so he could get to meet her mom. Jesus. All right, uh, rewatchability. Probably oh. bad Santa. Oh, I it's thirty fourth because I, I like I'm gonna watch both of them again. I, I they're both very fun films, but just the food and the and the the smacking and the and the orange eating and I mean, really hurt you. Eh? I could yeah, really it made me you. very uncomfortable. It, here's the thing: I really want to watch Bad Santa again. I don't know like in what context I do. Yeah, that's, that's a good a point. Thing. And and I know. I mean, I was gonna say Bad Santa, but then I remembered that. 34th is one of Maurice's favorite Christmas movies, so I am inevitably going to watch that one first. Yeah, because it's worth watching. It's it not, is worth it's watching. It's one of those Christmas movies that you're like, fine, we'll watch Christmas Carol for the 90th goddamn time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. But, like, even that well, aside. Scrooge. Yeah. I should have got that on this fucking thing. Yeah. Next year. Yeah, yeah, next year. We'll get it. We'll get it on there. Got an endless supply of Christmas, Christmas movies. 
That's true. There, there are is. so many. We haven't even tapped into like the Netflix stuff. Mm. Nor, nor should we. Oh, oh, those don't we, count. Oh, we have to. The Vanessa Hudgens ones. Oh, the princess swap or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay. Mm. I'm also saying 34th. Okay, Jack. No, 34th. So was that a, a, a sweep in that category? I think so. Oh, all right. It's well, it is tied. Ooh, it's never just... has the wild card question mattered so much. Exactly. Except like a couple times already. No. Yeah. It was never the deciding yeah. vote. Name, what well, other one? Clue? The, no, it was the a clue. clue battleship? Fairly goddamn certain. I don't know, man. Also, uh, don't take the Lord's name in vain, please. Oh, fuck. You know what? <laughs> so anyway, the wild card for this week. Um, Wait, I want to know this, this statistic. Oh, it's in the other book. It definitely okay. was Clue Battleship. Clue Battleship was down to the last one. All right. So the wild card for this week, uh, it, as a tiebreaker, mm-hmm. is uh, which movie, and this isn't regarding the actual soundtrack of the movie, which movie do you think would be adapted better into a Christmas album? Adapted into a Christmas album? Yeah. Like if it were turned into Christmas music. Just like... The, do, we, do we mean like, like we take the dialogue and auto-tune it into No, Christmas I mean songs? like you take the spirit of the movie oh. and you turn it into music, so which is one, a better Christmas album. So what are we at a... Are we playing it at a party? Are we just listening it to it in the car? Is it a better Christmas album in terms of which one I would like more or what would sell better? What would... Ooh. Um, oh. Let's go with what would sell better. Okay. Oh, 34th Street. Yeah, 34th Street. Uh, but like one has got like a fun, like kind of edgy rock and roll Christmas Yeah, thing, but the maybe. other sells well to, well to boomers. That's true. Bad Santa would be more of like an edgy market. It'd but they're not niche. the biggest market anymore. But they have the most money. And that's what matters. Eh? And it would play in malls. It would play yeah. in all like the places where you have to be safe. So it would sell better that way. Yeah, 34th. Yeah, 34th Street would be the one. I personally would like the Bad Santa version better. Yeah. I think it would still be successful. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a little more niche. I think that the 34th Street is a little more accessible. The 30, 34th Street album you'd put on as the fireplace is just getting its peak temperature. And, like, you're in that you, – you've had three or four eggnogs and, and you're you're on your ninth, like, uh, like sugar cookie. And, and you're just, like, finding that groove in the couch. Whereas the Bad Santa one <laughs> – you're like both like a bit drunk and you kind of maybe need to poop. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and it's Christmas Eve and you're like, I really should get home, but I'm having too good of a time right now. Yeah. I've heard maybe it's cold outside. Yeah. 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 So I think, but I think 34, 34, 34th, 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 one, the parameters of, of the, yeah, question. if we go with those. And I think it would be 34th for me, yeah. maybe either way. Really? I oh, think yeah. so. I like the, if I were to, if I'm listening to Christmas music, I do like just like the old crooning style stuff. I think uh-huh. more than like the modern take on it. You don't like you. You'd prefer like uh, I don't want to hear the Jonas Brothers version the Sinatra of Sinatra over Mariah. Like, Carey. I don't care. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll take Sinatra over Mariah Carey every day yeah. of the twelve days of Christmas. Would you yeah. take Sinatra over the Jonas Brothers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, was there even a score really in Thirty Fourth Street? Uh, not a, a very prominent one. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, that means then with a score, a tight score, pretty tight race in the pretty end. Pretty tight. Pretty tight. Both strong movies. I'm uh, not going to shit right for a month. 
That's from one of the movies. You have to guess which. Uh, but with a score of three to two, the Citizen Kane of the week is... Miracle on 43rd, 34th Street. Uh. And we got some, uh, we're starting the new year off with a bang of jumping back into some pretty uh, stupid movies. Bullshit. I think that's, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting into a new year with some new bullshit. Uh, and the theme is movies that pretty pointlessly have surfing in them. Mm. Right? That is the link, yeah. ultimately, right? Yeah. So, is Point Break not about surfing? It's no. like about bank robbers. It's about crime. It's about it's a crime. Oh, movie. okay. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm much more on board at this now. Okay, great. Okay, yeah. okay great. Ahead, continue. Continue. <laughs> so it's it's uh, Point Break as the classic, schlocky as it is, but still kind of a classic uh, classic of action cinema, versus uh, a piece of schlock and personal childhood favorite, Surf Ninjas. The great Leslie Nielsen. And Rob Schneider. And yeah. Rob Schneider. So obscure, though. And I think his name is Ernie Reyes Jr. And Sr. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Oh, together, right. Together at last. Right. Yeah. The, the first the son, and final time. Yeah, Ernie Reyes Jr. Uh, he, he, had, he was like the young guy in the second live action uh, uh, TMNT movie. Hmm. The one about the ooze, mm-hmm. he's like the guy in it. It's the same guy from Surf Ninjas. He's in oh, that. Shit. Cool. I, I didn't know he had like a career in kids action movies. He did at least two movies. That's not bad. He's, talent, he's a talented guy. Hey, yeah. TMNT he is a, that's a that's a big movie. That's yeah. a big movie. Probably after Surf Ninjas. Probably, yeah, that was his launching so. point. Yeah. And then Ernie Reyes plays Satch, in and he's actually his dad in real life, which I never knew as a kid. Sick. Yeah. So, fucking stay tuned for that. Bring your novelization. For the next one. Oh yeah, <laughs> wherever that is. I, oh my god, where is that? <laughs> Your novelization. Yeah, Sean found me like it as a book. I found him the novelization of the of the movie, <laughs> Surf Ninjas. <laughs> like for sale? You bought it for him? Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. It was a birthday thing. Yeah. Where did you come across that? Online somewhere. Yeah. Did you go searching for it? I heard about it on some podcast, and that's... I think I think it was how did this get made? Did Surf Ninjas? And oh, uh, I think they were like, you can find the novelization online. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I got to, uh, yeah, that I do have that somewhere. I actually don't, yeah. I can't peg where that is, but I got to. It's gotta not in it. your library of classic books. It, uh, <laughs> I mean, I should actually, that'd be hilarious. If it <laughs> was just like next to my, like Ovid's metamorphosis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that'll be fine. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>